Faith, Hope and Love, episode 187, the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. Hello everyone, I'm Paul Kelly. This weekend features the reassuring promise with the readings of God's faithfulness to us. And here we are, we've come full circle. This weekend's readings featured on the very first episode of this podcast that I made three years ago. And how time flies. Here we are back near the start, because we're about to start the superb three-year cycle of readings coming up in a few weeks. God's word is always new and fresh. The Lord is the beginning and the ending of everything. And rather fittingly for the month of holy souls, the readings tell us about the hope of the resurrection. In the face of death, we search and listen, and we hear silence as all people do, believers and non-believers. But I truly believe that the quality of that silence is very, very different. For those who listen with faith and hope, it is not an empty silence that we hear when confronted with mortality. It's like the silence just before someone's about to reply, just before someone's about to answer, but extended without defined time limit for that reply. Like the words of a poem I'm about to read, it's a silence filled with the power of God's promise. It's a silence bursting with God's eternal yes to life and to us. It is therefore, as one might say, a pregnant pause. This is the poem. It says something that mere explanation can never capture. From the voiceless lips of the unreplying dead, there comes no word. But in the night of death, hope sees a star, and listening love can hear the rustle of a wing. To me, that poem sums up the hope we have in our God. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Let my prayer come into your presence. Incline your ear to my cry for help, O Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. May God's kindness and grace be to you all on this 32nd Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year C. We gather to ponder with reverence God's word. As we prepare to celebrate the great sacrament of God's love, let's pause, recall our sins, and trust in God's infinite mercy. You raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the sinner. Christ, have mercy. 
You bring light to those in darkness. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep from us all adversity, so that unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the second book of Maccabees. Chapter 7, verses 1 to 2, 7 and 9 to 14. It happened that seven brothers and their mother were arrested and were being compelled by King Antiochus under torture with whips and thongs to partake of unlawful swine's flesh. One of the brothers, speaking for all, said, What do you intend to ask and learn from us? For we are ready to die rather than transgress the laws of our ancestors. After the first brother had died, they brought forward the second for their sport. And when he was at his last breath, he said to the king, You accursed wretch! You dismiss us from this present life, but the king of the universe will raise us up to an everlasting renewal of life because we have died for his laws. After him, the third was the victim of their sport. When it was demanded, he quickly put out his tongue and courageously stretched forth his hands and said nobly, I got these from heaven, and because of God's law I disdain them, and from God I hope to get them back again. 
As a result, the king himself and those with him were astonished at the young man's spirit, for he regarded his suffering as nothing. After the third brother too had died, they maltreated and tortured the fourth in the same way. When he was near death, he said to his torturers, One cannot but choose to die at the hands of humans and to cherish the hope God gives of being raised by him. But for you there will be no resurrection to life. The Word of the Lord Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. Lord, hear a cause that is just, pay heed to my cry. Turn your ear to my prayer, no deceit is on my lips. I kept my feet firmly in your palms, there was no faltering in my steps. I am here and I call, you will hear me, O God. Turn your ear to me, hear my words. Guard me as the apple of your eye, Hide me in the shadow of your wings. As for me, in my justice I shall see your face, And be filled when I awake with the sight of your glory. Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 16, through to chapter 3, verse 5. Brothers and sisters, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God the Father who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. Brothers and sisters, pray for us so that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be glorified everywhere, just as it is among you, and that we may be rescued from wicked and evil people, for not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one, and we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you are doing and will go on doing the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the dead. To him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 20, verses 27 to 38. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first married and died childless, 
Then the second, and the third married her, and so, in the same way, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die any more, because they are like angels and are sons and daughters of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead, but of the living, for to him all of them are alive. The Gospel of the Lord The readings this weekend are timely for this month of November, which is traditionally in the Catholic Church the time of prayer for holy souls, those who have gone before us into eternal life. Also, as the year starts winding down and the church year ends in a couple of weeks, the readings start to look to the end of all things and the promise of what is to come after that. We're constantly brought back to the fact that God is faithful. God keeps his promises to us. God has already promised that each one of us is absolutely precious in God's eyes, and that God does not ever cease to care for us. The life of every person has eternal value, even beyond what we see in this life. Our life continues on into the life of God's heavenly kingdom. The tensions, tragedies, injustices and suffering of this life all eventually give way to God's faithfulness to all his beloved children, us who are his deeply cherished sons and daughters. We are and we always will be God's beloved children, all through this life and into the next forever. God has promised us this. Especially this month, our prayers are with those who have gone before us into eternal life. We believe that one day we will all be brought together again in God's heavenly kingdom of life, peace and joy. Our Christian faith does not gloss over death or its enormous impact. In fact, the cross of Christ is very stark, it's shocking and it's central to our faith. The crucifixion of Christ is an unflinching sign of the suffering and tragedy in so many people's lives. The cross is unable to be watered down and cannot be gotten around. We believe that the cross of Christ is a powerful living sign of God's absolute commitment to us. God is united in full with us and has committed himself so absolutely to us, to our condition to both our joys and our sorrows, our triumphs as well as our suffering. Jesus reveals to us God made human. He is the one who stays in there with us right to the end, through the best and the absolute worst that life throws up at us. And our Lord suffered and died and rose again for the salvation of all people. 
we note with significance that Christ suffered and died not only for the good and the worthy, but also for all his beloved children, and particularly those considered by the standards of this world to be unworthy, especially those labelled by some as worthless. Our Lord not only endured death to save us, but he suffered the worst kind of death. And the reason he went through all of this is because he loves us. He threw in his lot permanently with us, and he rose up to defeat the power of sin and death. The first reading shows a grave injustice being done to a group of people who simply want to be faithful to the Lord. What is happening to them is cruel and it is wrong. They continue to hold on to what is right, even in the face of the most brutal and inhuman treatment. They trust that God will not abandon them, and their trust is well placed. This immediately brings to mind people of every time and place who have suffered every kind of unspeakable wrong, and whose dignity and sanctity of life has been completely ignored. Jesus shows us that God sees this and will not overlook these ones who have suffered injustice and wrongdoing. God comes and suffers with and in these people to show us that God will comfort these. They are not forgotten, even if they are nameless and unknown to others. God demands that all people be given the dignity that has been given to them by his own love, and that what we do to these little ones we are doing to God himself, and he will not forget it or abide it. It's also important that this unity with God that he has with us, his beloved children, means that God calls for an end to all mistreatment, to any disrespect and violence, here and now, in this life. And if this urgent call is not respected, God will most certainly restore it in the next. But our Lord's example reminds us that it's not good enough for those doing wrong to let it wait to be corrected until the next life. This call from God is for now, for all. The beauty of this message is that God wants justice to be done, assistance to those in need, and to occur now in this life. God does not want people saying, oh, don't worry, God will make it all right in the next life, so we'll leave things as they are down here on earth, and God can sort it out in the next life. No, a thousand times no. God has the last say. That is true. But God wants us to act justly, compassionately and mercifully, without violence, here and now. And only if justice simply cannot be attained, despite every effort in this life, then God will ensure it's done in the next. But God and his children demand and work without ceasing for that justice in this life. Our Lord promises us that God will never give up on us, never abandon us. Even if at times we feel like we're abandoned, God is still there with us, always. I say thank goodness that our Lord Jesus called out when he was on the cross, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Those words are important for every generation. In Jesus' own life and death and resurrection, he amplifies and gives voice to all people throughout history who have suffered alone, who've called out, feeling utterly abandoned by others, and can't even feel the presence of God's support. 
but God knows their name. God sees their suffering, and God never forgets them. And just as importantly, God wants us to see them and not forget them as well. The gospel of Christ, as preached and lived by our Lord, assures us that even the most unknown and unremarked suffering or injustice done to the most invisible persons in society, God cares about that and what happens to them and has not abandoned them, even if they don't feel God's reassurance in the midst of this suffering, God is still there with them. When we run to God with all the fears and disasters that befall us, including when we're bereaved by loss or suffering, we ask God for answers. And although we don't hear a physical voice replying to us, except the voice of scriptures, except in the voices and responses of those filled with God's love, who offer that hand of God in a real and practical way. Nevertheless, I truly believe that the silence we get when we call out to God is not an empty silence, but rather one filled with promise. Like the kind of silence you hear straight after asking an urgent request of someone, and in the seconds of silence just before you get a reply, a positive reply. But in our experience in life, with no set time limit for that response. A pregnant pause, where the reply will certainly be, I will raise you up. I will bring life out of all death. And this promise is not just for the next life. But also, God is constantly at work, striving to bring resurrection and new life to all abrupt endings and failures, big and small. Our Lord promises us that he is truly the God of the living, for to God, as Jesus said in the Gospel, all are alive. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Aware of our call to live our lives fully in the hope of the resurrection, we pray with renewed confidence, knowing we're not alone in our prayer. For the Pope, the bishops and the whole Church, that we may be true to the faith we have received. Lord, hear us. For political leaders, that they will show concern for those in need and will recognise Christ in the most abandoned. Lord, hear us. For the sick and those who care for them, that they will find understanding and help from generous friends and community groups. And may the Lord give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. 
for this community gathered here, that we may always deeply value the Mass, in which we are united in the communion of saints. Lord, hear us. For life-giving rain, renewing rain for the areas desperately in need. Lord, hear us. In this month of holy souls, we pray for all who have gone before us, trusting in God's promises and love, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God, our Redeemer, we ask you to hear and answer these petitions that we place before you through Christ our Lord. Amen. Look with favour, we pray, our Lord, upon the sacrificial gifts offered here, that celebrating in mystery the passion of your Son, we may honour it with loving devotion. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Preface 2 of Sundays in Ordinary Time The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross he freed us from unending death, and by rising from the dead he gave us life eternal. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. Near restful waters he leads me. Let us 
pray. Nourished by this sacred gift, O Lord, we give you thanks and beseech your mercy, that by the pouring forth of your Spirit, the grace of integrity may endure in those your heavenly power has entered. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I give thanks to God for your prayer and this time of reflection upon God's love. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and revised 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, the Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, from Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Jeffrey M. Ofstrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love Hymn in Memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, music by Paul W. Kelly, copyright 1996, Updated lyrics by Paul Kelly and Stephen Kelk, arranged and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.